From the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC, it's Kenny and JT. Cleveland Browns, Arizona Cardinals, Sunday, 1 o'clock right here on WHBC. Brian, what time's uh, pregame start? 11.30, hour and a half before kickoff. Maybe by then we'll know if Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback this Sunday, or if not, it's going to be P.J. Kid Dynamite Walker. One of those two. And maybe by then we'll know if uh, Kyler Murray's going to play for the Arizona Cardinals or if it's uh, Looney Tunes uh, at quarterback. Let's see if we have any information along those lines uh, by going to the hotline right now and bringing in the outstanding Browns beat reporter, 92.3 The Fan, Browns Radio Network, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at WriterWrongFan. He is Daryl Ryder. So, Daryl, what do we know at this point about who the quarterbacks are going to be for both teams? Nothing. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, Kenny. <laughs> now, you guys got to speak to, to Deshaun uh, Watson today. So did, did he hint one way or the other that he's close or no? New week, same press conference. Okay. So. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it, um, it, it's pretty unclear what, they're, what the Browns ultimately are going to do. Obviously, progress in the positive direction. <clears throat> Last week, they shut him down completely, had him focus on rehab and rest. This week, he has been practicing. Uh, so, there obviously, there is a chance he plays against Arizona. Quite frankly, I'd sit him out one more week, get him ready <clears throat> for the, uh, the back-to-back against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Those are going to be two very physical uh, games. So, might as well let that thing heal up even more, but... Who knows? Um, uh, You know, uh, he did admit he kind of jumped the gun uh, prior to the Indianapolis game, uh, feeling like he was going to be able to play. uh, And then obviously uh, he did not last a a full quarter. So, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, we don't know who's starting for either team at this point at quarterback, which makes Sunday's game all that more in or at least as intriguing as it can be for a 4-3 and three team taking on a 1-7. and seven That's a great way to put it, Daryl. It, it really is. So, uh, like I said, we may not know till the uh, inactives are announced, right? And what time does that happen? When do they announce the inactives on Sunday before a 1 o'clock game? 90 minutes before kickoff, so around 11.30. Okay, so right when we join the pregame here on WHBC, tune in, you'll find out if Deshaun Watson's playing quarterback or not or if Kyler Murray's playing quarterback. So, Daryl, the trading deadline came and went, and uh, a lot of us were wondering, might they go after Jacoby Brissett? He would be the only guy that would make sense to trade for midseason because he's familiar with the offense. They elected not to do that. Did they try? Was the asking price too high, or do they think, no, we're fine with P.J. Walker? Uh, they make calls, uh, that's for sure. But um, I think the asking price, was, uh, plus uh, how long he would be needed to actually start, just it, you know, didn't match up. Like if Deshaun Watson was lost for the season, then you have to make that trade. But he's not lost for the season. He could return this week. He might return next week, right? Uh, and for one to three starts for a second or a third round pick, that that just that doesn't make sense. Um, now, should they have tried to do this five weeks ago? Well, that's a completely different conversation. Right. Um, and I would say, yes, they should have. Uh, because P.J. Walker has been the backup. It's been ugly. Uh, it's not winning football. I know they're 2-1 and one with him uh, playing, but uh, he's not been good. He's, he's less than 50% completing his passes. One touchdown, five interceptions. Cost him, uh, or at least put him in an adver- uh, adverse position uh, in Seattle. 
uh, last weekend. It, it's just it's not winning football. And in the NFL, your defenses are going to give up some yards, going to give up some points. Um, and uh, I, I would say that might be Andrew Berry's biggest failing this year is how he handled the number two quarterback position on this roster. Yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the year, and I warned everybody. He played five years of college football for a reason, and he was still only a fifth-round pick in Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And don't let the preseason kid you, because most of those guys aren't in the league anymore, and the Browns found out the hard way, and now they're dealing with it. Uh, We'll see if they can uh, get one more week and a victory somehow out of P.J. Walker with the hopes of Deshaun Watson returning, like you said, Daryl Ryder, for that Baltimore game. What about the one trade they did make uh, in getting rid of uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones to Detroit for a future sixth-round pick? Well, you have to look at the situation. Donovan was in the final year of his rookie contract. They were not going to re-sign him. Um, They had invested three assets in wide receivers uh, this offseason, and that's with Donovan coming off a a pretty good uh, third year. you know, they, they brought in Marquise Goodwin, they traded for Elijah Moore, and then they drafted Cedric Tillman. So the writing was on the wall. Uh, so not the least bit surprised they traded Donovan. Nice, he gets to go home. They did him a solid, sending him back uh, to Detroit where he played high school football. Um, you, know, uh, you know, this opens the door now for Cedric Tillman to get some opportunity here, and they can see what they have in the third-round pick. Daryl, I saw Amari Cooper speaking either yesterday or today, and you guys talked to him about that receiver room with only one touchdown uh, reception this year. Is that on the receivers? Is it on who's playing quarterback? Is it on Stefanski for not calling the plays? Where where does the blame go there through seven games already? Uh, I think it's a combination of factors. One, uh, you know, situation. I mean, they're scoring touchdowns, but they're coming on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got eight rushing touchdowns this year. They've got five receiving, but uh, you got the, the tight ends, uh, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant with one apiece. Jerome Ford leads the team with two touchdowns. He does not play the position of wide receiver. Um, I, I, you know, uh, they've not had good quarterback play okay. uh, for the most part this season. There, I guess that's the frustrating thing about this whole situation, Kenny, is the thing that has held this franchise back for the last 25 years continues to right. hold this franchise back in a season in which they're expected to contend. Um, that's the disappointing thing uh, about this injury uh, with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he was supposed to come in and solve all these problems. That's why they were so desperate to get him here. They were willing to, to take the, the PR hit that they took. They were willing to, to bet that fans wouldn't care about his off the field uh alleged behavior, um, you know, the $230 million contract was going to be worth it. The six draft picks to get him was going to pay off. And, and, and I'll just be honest with you, Kenny, and it's not Deshaun's fault that he's hurt, but the, the Browns have reaped zero dividends on that investment right now. And we are a year and a half into this, and they have yet to reap any dividend from it. And that is a very scary thing to a position, I should say, to be in considering they have three and a half more years of this. He's no longer durable. And, um, you know, they're stuck with him. Like they they can't cut him. They can't move on from him. Right. Uh, It it just, it, it, Browns are in a tough spot. There's no question about it. 
Daryl Ryder, our guest here on the Kenny and JT Show. You can hear him on 92.3 The Fan, the Browns Radio Network, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called, uh, at Ryder Wrong Fan. He does a great <laughs> job on whatever they are um, with photos, videos, as well as uh, reports uh, with the latest on the Browns. All right, let's turn it over to the defensive side of the ball because I heard Jim Schwartz uh, talking today. And the defense, where would they be without the defense and Dustin Hopkins? Well, instead of 4-3, and three, they'd probably be 2-5, and five, right? Uh, but yeah. the defense has had chances to bail the offense out, Daryl, late in games, and, and they have come up short or didn't uh, fulfill uh, the uh, ideal situation. What did Jim Schwartz have to say about that today? Well, first and fourth quarter, they're Achilles' heels. They're, they're getting out. The Browns are getting outscored in those two quarters: fifty-two twenty-three in quarter number one, thirty-eight thirty-three in quarter four. Um, and, and look, um, you know, red zone defense hadn't been all that great. 18 trips into the red zone, uh, 16 times opponents have come away with points. 12 of those have been of the touchdown wow. variety. Uh, yeah, so not great, Bob. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, um, there have been moments of that's why you got to hold off on the uh, crowd and these guys, the 85 Bears right now, because, uh, um, yes, they've had moments of brilliance, no question about it. Uh, but and they've played well for the most part this season. But they've had their hiccups uh, too, and um, you know uh, they're not starting strong and they're not finishing strong in games. Uh, the second and, and third quarter, and Schwartz made the the joke. Well, maybe we're making good adjustments, you know, uh, to look at it in, in a positive direction there. But yeah, it's. Um, it's a problem. He said they're going to work on more two-minute stuff uh, this week during practice, situational football, uh, to help them because that is an area where, obviously, last week in Seattle, uh, they certainly struggled. Um, you know, they're getting some turnovers. It's, um, you know, again, streaky, right? Uh, slow start, and then boom, seven straight possessions, five, three, and out, two interceptions. But then at the very end, uh, they uh, go ahead and um, you know, give up that late score. So uh, there's a lot to feel good about defensively, but they are, like I said, they're they're far from the '85 Bears or the was the 2002 Ravens that won the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, they're not there yet. Daryl, as I look at this, uh, you know, football team, yeah, there have been flashes, right? E- even on offense, but that was when Nick Chubb was here. He's not here. He's not coming back, right? Uh, Jerome Ford's got an ankle sprain. He played through it. God bless him. Uh, PJ or Pierre Strong, I'm sorry, comes over. He's decent, but nothing great. Kareem Hunt was a guy they went out, and when the game was on the line in Indianapolis on fourth down, they gave him the ball, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah, he barely got in, but like Ohio State at Notre Dame, he got in, and it counted. Last week, third and three, a chance to still win that game in Seattle. Forget about not even giving him the football. He wasn't on the field, I think, for not only that play, but most of the fourth quarter. What gives with Stefanski and his use of the running backs last week? Yeah, I mean, it's it's rotation. It's, it's running back by committee right now. Um, and they don't have a primary back okay. uh, with, you know, Jerome Ford being banged up. So that's what gives. <laughs> you know, he, he's trying to balance three guys. Uh, you know, Kareem was very upset and you know, frustrated is the word to use there. He was frustrated after the game uh, that he, uh, you know, didn't uh, get any opportunities in the, in the fourth quarter. And that's understandable. Um, but, you know, I just, 
they got 155 yards combined out of those guys. Right. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt's got four touchdowns since coming back in mid-September, which is pretty darn good. So it's really hard for me to complain about the running game right now. Is it okay to complain about the play selection in that situation, regardless of who was at running back? Oh, yeah. I mean, they shouldn't have thrown the ball there. Like, you're asking P.J. Walker to make a play that, quite frankly, he's not capable of making right. for, uh, in a critical situation. And guess what happened? They turned it over and lost the football game. So, um, you know, I, I would have run the ball. Look, that third and three was the second-guesser's dream, right? Um, if, if they complete that slant to Amari Cooper – Kevin Stefanski is the gutsiest coach in history, and everyone's <laughs> singing his praises. But because it got intercepted, everyone's calling him an idiot because he didn't run the football. If you don't get the first down, you punt it, you give them the long field, and you, you really put their backs against the, the wall uh, and, and force them to beat you. So uh, I understand both sides of the argument. First of all, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is an idiot, but I do disagree with his play call. Yeah, you know who else did? Pete Carroll. Even he knew you shouldn't throw the ball on third and short like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Darrell Ryder joining us talking Browns football here on the Kenny and JT Show. All right, D, what has to happen this week for them to, to get a win over Arizona, Arizona, regardless of who the quarterback is for either team? Well, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Browns have the advantage in the game just because I think they got a better defense. Okay. Um, I was looking at, you know, I was looking at the Cardinals today, Caddy, and uh, yeah, they, they've been in games, no question about it. Um, uh, they've, uh, I think, four games uh, the it's a, you know ten point spread or less uh, in their losses. Uh, this is not a week that the Browns can overlook the Cardinals. Like they, this is not a bye week for them. This is not a show up and collect your win and go home week for the Browns. They're going to have to earn this one on Sunday. But I feel like that the Browns have the advantage, uh, not only defense, but you know what? Say what you want about P.J. Walker, and most of what I have to say about P.J. Walker really isn't all that complimentary, but he's at least taken snaps this year. Uh, you know, Toon and Murray have not taken snaps this year. So uh, I, I think the Browns have the edge here. Daryl, Dustin Hopkins has been a savior for this football team. You know, we, we get on Andrew Barry, and deservedly so, for the horrific decision to go with a rookie fifth-round pick as the backup quarterback. But in on the flip side, we've got to give him credit for cutting a fourth-round draft pick, right? And then making a good trade. There were a number of kickers that were available they could have traded for, and he goes out and get Dustin Hopkins. So how important of a move was that as we look at, at a team that's 4-3 and three right now? Yeah, I mean, they... They're without Dustin Hopkins, they probably have two more losses yeah. right now, Kenny. Let's let's be honest about it. So it, 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 that's a pretty good pickup by Andrew Barry. I mean, look, I had questions about Hopkins' ability to hit uh, long field goals. I felt like where the Browns were, they needed their kicker to be a weapon, and well, Hopkins has been a weapon uh, this season for the Browns. Seven uh, field goals to fifty plus. He's the first kicker in NFL history to make a fifty plus in three uh, in five straight games. Uh, he's tied with Phil Dawson for the most 50-yard makes in a single season uh, right now in franchise history. So uh, he's been fantastic. So uh, uh, I, I give Andrew Berry a lot of credit for the, that particular move. And uh, But now the tough work begins because uh, I got to tell you, it, it was the coldest 45 degrees I have felt in a very long time on that practice field today. And uh, the weather's going to get uh, worse and worse and worse, and we'll see if Hopkins is able to maintain 
the level of consistency we've seen through the first uh, seven, eight weeks of the season. Uh, the Browns and their fans uh, are hoping he will because they need him, obviously, as this team struggles to score points, but their defense uh, has played pretty good, and if that's the case uh, on Sunday, they should get a win over Arizona. Daryl, always great uh, to have you on the show, and you're always informative, not only with us, but uh, on social media and everything. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk again soon, all right? You bet, Kenny. Thanks, bud. There he is, Daryl Ryder, checking in with us here on the Kenny and JT Show. And like he said, he doesn't know right now who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. Tune in when the pregame show starts at 11.30 on Sunday morning here on WHBC to see. Let's see if it's Looney Tunes versus P.J. Walker or maybe it's Kyler Murray against Deshaun Watson. We won't know till Sunday.